Welcome to Live in the Life, a podcast that inspires and educates everyday people to take action and choose to live the life of their dreams. Hey guys, I'm Kathleen Holt. And I am Marissa Hammond. We're just a normal couple that believes a life worth living is one rooted in health, fun, love, and abundance. I'm Marissa, a life coach who's been in the health and wellness industry for over eight years. I'm fascinated by the human being, our bodies, minds, and emotions, and how it all works. My passion is just being me and helping others fully love and embody their true selves. I'm Kathleen, a personal trainer that has coached thousands of clients towards a body and healthy lifestyle that they are really proud of. I love lifting heavy weights, enjoying a good outdoor hike, or just playing around and goofing off. We've made it our mission to cut through the noise to give you proven tips and tricks that actually work. Each week, we will share with you our real experiences and the shifts that we've made to create the life that we have today. So whether you're just starting out on this journey or you've been up-leveling yourself for a while, we promise you'll find practical tools and knowledge to help you make the changes you've always wanted. Together, let's all let go of the old versions of ourselves and finally get to a place where we can honestly say, I'm I'm living the life. life. Welcome to another episode of Living the Life with Marissa, the amazing Hannah, and Kathleen, the amazing Holt. <laughs> it must be very confusing for people when we say each other's names for each other because they probably think that you are my voice and I am your voice, but it's not. This is Kathleen, and it's Friday, which means it's our Flex Friday episode. Yay, Flexing Fridays. And for <laughs> I, it's it's currently nine eleven at night. I just played two soccer games, and for some reason now I'm wired and I'm sleepy, but also my body's wired and I could fall asleep. So I'm just gonna yeah, just say random things and smile as Kathleen talks more. Bye. I don't know <laughs> if you guys have ever been on a sports team that plays late at night. For all you hockey players out there, I know that you have, or if you've ever been to the gym later on, but. After you do that, you are so pumped up and wired that it is so hard to settle down. Yeah, so it's basically where I'm at. Like, my body's very tired, but I'm, I'm like a funny, weird hyper, but without the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk to you guys about um, how to stay healthy and fit and strong while being a first responder. And, you know, this is becoming pretty near and dear to my heart as I go into school for policing and you know, with all my instructors and being in school so far, I've been surrounded by people who are doing shift work and are doing hard things and surrounded by stress and, and first responders are really important. And it's a tough, stressful job. And it becomes even more important in those situations that you are taking care of yourself and that your health is number one, so that you're able to, you know, save lives a lot of the times you're at work and you're responsible for other people's lives and well-being and you need to be tip-top shape and the fact that you're putting yourself through stress high stress all the time in situations you know sometimes stressful situations are coming up multiple times a month that people are maybe experiencing once or twice in their whole entire lifetime so really you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you're a good spouse, a good mom or dad, a good um, partner at work, and just your best self. When I think about first responders and training, like the first thing that comes to mind for me is just how they have shift work. And it's like, 
like, man, like, I don't know, like, thank you for everyone who does this, but like, I don't know how you manage this. Like, I need my sleep. And if my sleep's a little thrown off, I turn into a disaster. So thank you for dealing with this whole throw off, thrown off sleep thing, because it's, it's hard. So good for you guys for going through that. But I think this is something which is important to also, like Kathleen said, like you have to take care of yourself so you're in your best possible shape. So yes, you can show up and actually do your job well because someone's life might depend on it, but also so that way you can still feel good in your life when you're going through all these stressful things. So I think the biggest thing from what my understanding is, is managing the sleep and the shift work because it's one of those things that if your sleep's thrown off, it's, I mean, well, they, they talk about how it's, if you haven't had enough sleep, it's like you're drunk, right? So it's like, how do you manage yourself and take care of yourself enough so that way you are actually able to be mentally on and focused when you need to be, right? If you're a firefighter or a paramedic or a cop and you're in that stressful situation, your brain's not working, that could be the difference of, yes, somebody else is potentially their life being in danger, but also potentially even yours. So it's like how... What are some things that you would suggest, Kathleen, that people can do in regards to the shift work to then help make sure they're taking care of themselves? Well, there's been a few people in my career so far that I've trained that are first responders. I don't I don't know if you have, Marissa, you can talk a little bit on that. I think that you've trained some nurses in the past that obviously have shift work and high stress jobs and are at the front lines. But the thing with you know, being your first responder is that, yeah, you oftentimes can't control when you're able to go to sleep. Sometimes a shift turns into you having to stay on the scene for hours and hours and hours, or you get called in on a day off, or, you know, you're you're in a stressful situation right before your shift ends, and then that totally wires you and you're unable to sleep. So with regards to sleep, I think that doing the best you can but realizing that you've chosen a career of service and (laughs) you've chosen to be in this career and this career comes with not the optimal amount of sleep like we've talked about in in other episodes where ideally you're going to sleep when the sun starts to go down and you're getting up with the sun and and that is your healthiest most natural circadian rhythm but if you're on an overnight shift that's not going to be the case and so i think realizing we can dive into this a little bit more but making sure that you are trying to keep your sleep schedule um as consistent as you possibly can so if you're on days then make sure that even on your days off that you're staying on that day shift. And then when you're on overnight shift that you're keeping with that schedule and try to keep with your night shift schedule while you're sleeping as much as you can. And then if you're having to take anything that you might be deficient in, for example, like um, magnesium that will help you get a better night's sleep, making sure that you're really on top of that And then if you wake up one day and your body's just fried and you realize that, oh my God, I cannot do a workout, it's okay to take a rest day, maybe go for a walk or a hike or spend some time outside and realize that a really hard workout 
And <laughs> I know a lot of first responders are type A personalities that probably like to do high intensity interval training, but a hard intense workout is another stress in your body. So it's okay to take more of a leisurely day of activity or rest and then hit it the next day hard. And I think something else too, just to remember is realizing like you can't maybe control your schedule, but what are all those other little things you can control? Kathleen already mentioned magnesium, but if you can get your body into a sleep routine where your body knows, okay, two hours before you know you're going to bed, regardless of whether you're going to bed at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., like turn the phone off, the screen off, if you can, right? If you're at work, that's different. But as soon as you're finished, shut, as soon as you're off shift, shut it off. Don't turn it back on if you're heading home. Like Kathleen said, magnesium. Maybe you also have some essential oils that you put on. How can you, can you black out your room so there's no extra lights, there's no extra things going on? Is there, is there some music which like helps you or like some, some, something that's quiet that just helps you kind of go to sleep? Like, is there a way that you can get your body into this routine where there's certain cues that kind of trigger your body? Oh, it's time to go to sleep if there's not the sun. So obviously it's not optimal, but saying like, what are the things that are within your control and how can you build healthy habits around your sleep? I think it's amazing. So then when it comes to movement and training, especially with someone who's on shift work, how can you adjust your training so that way? I know you mentioned right now if you need a rest day to take that, but I mean, not every day can be a rest day and you can't always be tired. Like that's not that's not possible to then be actually taking care of yourself. So how do you adjust? How are you planning to adjust your training now that you're going to be doing shift work? Well, like I, like I mentioned before, like the volume intensity can change dependent on how many days you're working or how intense your work days are. But I think that doing full body strength training is important because if those days come up where let's say, oh, I'm supposed to do leg day today, but then I get off of shift and I'm like, oh my God, I am totally fried. Like I cannot do it. Rather than skipping like all of legs for the week, if you're doing consistently full body days, you've already hit legs and you've already hit shoulders and you've already hit back and you've already hit chest. And so it becomes less detrimental if you're doing full body days of resistance training rather than body part splits. So I would say do full body strength days, focus on compound lifts and really making sure that you are doing mobility and rotational exercises. So like so many first responders are doing so many dynamic stuff. Like take a firefighter, for example, I mean, I'm not a firefighter, so forgive me if I'm like speaking in layman's terms, but you're like carrying heavy equipment, tools, you're carrying um, hoses, you're going up ladders, you're having to kick through doors and possibly help people out of burning buildings. And that's not going to be in the sagittal plane. It's not going to be controlled. And so getting... Um, rotational exercises in carrying farmer carries on one side, doing that like unconventional functional training is going to be so important. Take a, take a police officer, for example, if you have someone who you're having to arrest and take down or someone's jumping on you, there's going to be a lot of twisting action going mm -hmm. on. And so God forbid, if you get in injured throughout your back and you're not able to help people who are in trouble or 
you know, you get seriously injured on the job, that's not going to be good. That's not going to be good for your health. So making sure, yeah, that you're doing mobility to make sure that your joints are healthy and mobile and strong, doing rotational exercises so your your body knows how to twist and be strong in those different planes of motion, and then doing compound strength training exercises so that your joints are strong, your muscles are strong, your your full body is capable of doing all of those things you're going to be thrown into. Yeah. And I think you know, the last thing I think about is paramedics, but they're doing a lot of like, if I think about stretchers and stuff, it's a lot more in the sagittal plane. You're doing a lot more like squats and then some variations of overhead presses and deadlifts, but it's, there's less rotational stuff going on. But I, I mean, again, I'm not a paramedic, but if I'm thinking of someone who is taking care of someone who's injured or maybe has some sort of mental illness or something and they're helping them on a stretcher. These people are probably grabbing them around the shoulders and neck and twisting and putting all their body weight on them. They're probably dealing with a lot of twisting action and they probably deal with a lot of back pain. Well, so this was what I was going to say is I feel like there's a lot of back pain and issues that they're going to have there and rotational stuff is phenomenal for helping with that. So I was going to say, even if they don't do as much twisting in their job, and if they're just doing a lot of traditional lifts, then they also need to have the rotation because even though they're not training for it for their job, because they get so stuck in the sagittal, then if they have one slight twist, they're not going to have any movement there. So it's, yeah, so I, I, they definitely still need it. I just, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what's involved, but I mean, like also same thing if they're kneeling down on the ground and if they're bending over, then that's also going to be something which could easily throw their back off. But it's, yeah, it's one of those things like you got to train it. And if you don't, you're very likely going to get injured at some point throughout your career because if this is a long time thing then yeah you're like you need to take care of that you're not getting any younger and your muscles aren't going to just strengthen on their own so like doing the rotational things doing variations of uh 10 twos you can do landmine twists you can do like if you want to do russian twists or stability ball knee tucks and twists like there's a whole bunch o of different things offset farmer carries yeah Farmer carries, those guys are really, really good. Like, there's so many different things that you can do. Um, Superman's where you're twisting from one side to the other. Like, you're there's so many different things that you can do, and it's just about just starting it. Yeah, and, I mean, just as a caveat, again, in other episodes, Marissa and I have talked about sport-specific training. So if your job is your sport, then training for the things that you're going to have to be doing. And so making sure that if you're new getting into this, then training so that your body is capable and strong for going into this job. Or maybe I, I know that firefighting and policing, for example, there's a specific fitness test you have to be able to pass to get into that program and to get hired on. And so if you have a specific test that you have to pass every year or monthly or whatever it is, then making sure that you're training for that as well so that you stay strong for that test as well. Yeah, there's, do you want to share your story from this past summer? Uh, is that a story for another day? Yeah, That's maybe a story, a story for, okay. for another day. We'll, we'll stay on track this because okay. we want to keep it short, short, short but, but perfect. But yeah, there's also different things that we want to talk about that I still want to cover with this. But yeah, I'll, I'll tell that story another time of how I failed my fitness test. <laughs> what, um, what about nutrition wise with people who are first responders or a shift work have you had an experience training someone like that and what's been your 
what's like like what would you tell someone who is a shift worker who who are who are first responders what would you tell them nutrition wise two th- so I've, some of the people i've worked with i've worked with nurses um i haven't worked with a paramedic i've worked with um people in the army as well i know it's not the same but they have specific things that they have to train for specific tests that they have to pass um but for people who have the longer shifts two things i found really helpful one is meal prepping some easy big batch so something like Kathleen's been doing this right now too, like making a shepherd's pie. Everyone in my class, I think I've brought it nine days in a row and they're starting to wonder if I only eat shepherd's pie. Well, you've had chili the past two days. So that's another one. It's like something like chili where you can have like a big batch of it that you can just, it covers your basis. You can have your, you got good amount of protein there, good amount of carbs in there. Like you're all set so it's like something like that which you know covers your basis and that you can freeze and you can take it and easy peasy done and it's one meal prep I think having a couple things that you can meal prep that you feel really good about I think that's a really helpful thing and then I think also having uh like knowing one or two healthy places that you can do takeout so that way when you're stuck and it's last minute and you need to do or you're at work and you need to order uber eats or something's going on like you know okay cool I can get this taco bowl with extra chicken and then I can make sure I have what I need. I got my rice. I got my beans. I got my chicken. I got some salsa and guac on there. Perfect, right? Maybe it's that. Maybe you find a a salad bowl or maybe it's Thai. Like, I don't know. Like, look into it and, I mean, try to avoid the things that have all the extra sauces and the sugars added to it. And then say, like, where's your protein? Like, are you having something that's high in protein there or is it all just processed highly processed carbs because that's the stuff that's going to make you more tired, right? So that's the other thing too is remembering, like we said, this goes back to you being your best self so that way you can actually show up for your job because it could potentially cost you or someone else their life. So making sure that you're feeding yourself with quality things because otherwise if your brain is crashing, that could be a really, really not great thing. So I'd say those two things, having one thing that you could meal prep and then having those few ordered out things I think as long as you do that that's super important and then the last thing I would say is just making sure you're hydrated because so much of so often when people are on their shift like the reality is sometimes you can't stop and pee like I, I I get that I've heard that they're like well like I'm scared to drink my water because sometimes I don't have time to stop and pee so it's like okay well if you can't like you literally can't because you're so busy on the floor then making sure as soon as you're finished you drink that water. Or if you know, okay, cool, I'm going to be having my water, my lunch break in an hour and a half from now, start drinking water then. Cause even if you drink a bunch of water, then you really have to pee, you'll know you'll have a pee break. So just being a little bit more intentional about if you actually can't drink water because you know, you're not going to have a break. Okay. Don't do that. But then if that's the case, where are you going to then add it in where you're making sure you get more? I loved everything that you said. I, yeah, totally agree with the meal prepping for sure. Um, it's funny, I made a whole bunch of shepherd's pie, like Marissa said. We went out for dinner last night, and they they, they served us shepherd's pie. I was laughing in my head. I, was I like, didn't even realize that. That's amazing. That's awesome. I was like, I'm a lover of shepherd's pie, but, like, I was just laughing so much because I had literally had it, like I said, for, like, nine days in a row. It was a really good shepherd's pie. It was a lentil shepherd's pie, which I've never had, so it was different. Yes, it was different, but it, it still made me chuckle. Um, yeah. Yep. Meal prepping for sure. I have definitely seen a lot of first responders over the years in their career. A lot of them end up struggling with weight issues. And that is because 
you end up eating out a lot because you don't have a lot of time and because it's convenient to have fast food and a lot of the times you're really tired and so your body will start to crave those sugary carby things to stay awake and maybe you're bored as well maybe you're sitting on a crime scene in your cruiser and you're like what the heck I'm, I'm sitting here for a few hours making sure that the scene is clear or maybe you're at the fire station as a firefighter and again sitting around and there's all this food there and so you start eating or uh, paramedics same thing sitting in your truck or maybe you're a, a nurse and people are bringing in buckets of holiday candy and cookies and they're sitting there and you keep passing them all the time grabbing them grabbing them grabbing them and so really making sure that that doesn't become a daily habit because that can quickly get away from you and like Marissa and I said like you need to be your healthiest self when you're in these types of situations and when you're feeding your body crap and sugar and take it all the time that's that's not going to lead to your healthiest best self yeah so I don't think that's kind of it. There's one more thing I want to cover. Okay. Marissa's, uh, I think one of Marissa's favorite topics to talk about. Um, what about the mental side of first responders? And we can like take this far away for a long time, but let's just touch on it quickly. What, what do you mean mental side? So if you're a first responder, you're dealing with a lot of stress. There's the stress of, you know, not getting a lot of sleep, like we said. There's also the stress of seeing things that people don't often see. And there's stresses of feeling like, you know, what you're doing is never enough or feeling like work is always pulling you in because as we know in our medical system, there's not enough nurses right now and there's not enough paramedics right now. There's not enough police officers right now. And so what would you suggest with someone who is in that type of environment, who is dealing with a lot of stress? What would you suggest for them? I know for us in school yesterday, we had um, this wellness section of uh, the police come in and talk to us and tell us, hey, listen, we know that having a therapist and talking about any issues that you're having has been taboo in the past, but we're trying to break that stigma and and make it a positive thing if you have a therapist and and going to someone and asking for help and, and talking about if you have any issues. So yeah, I'd love to hear any tips you have on that. First thing that comes to mind is you really, and this takes work, but you really have to get to a place where you're, you fully realize that you have to put on your oxygen mask before you put on somebody else's. And that means that if you're getting to the place where you're physically not healthy or you're mentally not healthy or you're overwhelmed or you notice your health starts to decline or something's off, that's and you and you keep going, you keep pushing, that's you not putting on your oxygen mask. Right? Like if if you're noticing that you're having a tough time that's your body and your being calling out for help. And so I think that's the first thing is just realizing you have to get to a place where it's okay to realize somebody else might temporarily or completely suffocate because you're taking the time to put on your oxygen mask and realizing that 
that's okay. It's not that you caused someone else to lose their life. It's you are choosing, you've got to be number one. You've got to make sure you take care of you because even though maybe every now and then you're going to lose someone, I, I don't know if that's like, I don't even know if how to, because I'm not in this place. I don't really know how to talk about this too well, but like knowing that if you're taking care of you, you're going to be able to help so many other people and you losing someone else versus you losing you, why are you less important, right? Like you actually continuing to live on, but not fully being present in your life and just being exhausted and pushed into the ground. And like, like you deserve better than that, right? You also, the same way that they deserve to be taken care of, you also deserve to be taken care of. And I do believe it is possible to get to a place where you are taken care of and they will also be taken care of. But it's one of those things like you have to learn to set these boundaries because otherwise you physically will deteriorate, you mentally will deteriorate and then you can't help anyone. So I think that's the first thing is just really realizing like you might not be able to help everyone. You might not be able to save everyone. It's the same thing for me like as a life coach. I have people message me sometimes being like, oh, I'm really struggling with this. I'm like, perfect, let's work together. And they're like, oh, well, I can't afford that because uh, wherever I'm at, my, my financial situation, I'm in a different country, my currency's not the same, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, well, that, that then here's some free resources. Here's some things to do. But like, I, I can't spend all my time helping all these people to a place where it completely depletes me. Yes, this is financially, but it's the same thing for you physically or mentally. If it's completely depleting you and you're not then able, able to take care of yourself, then you're not gonna be able to help anyone else in the future. So it is, it's kind of hard, but you got to learn how to say no. You got to learn how to set these boundaries so that way you can take care of you you got to when somebody says hey we're short a staff member like we need someone else to take this shift you got to be able to be like no like I need this for me so I'd say one is just like that that mental belief and that mental perspective of realizing like it's okay and it's good for you to set your boundaries and take care of yourself it's not your job to jump in all the time and fix it for everyone else and you're not causing someone else to be harmed by you not stepping in I think that's something the first thing and then the second thing would just be making sure you have really solid boundaries around letting yourself decompress it's like when you're finished work it's like give yourself a couple hours with like no stimulation like turn off your phone turn off the tv like just maybe you just lay there maybe go for a walk in the woods like minimize the stimulation because when you're in these high stress jobs you're on 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 your go 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 there's so much that sometimes then once we're done it's like oh like your nervous system might just feel like so overstimulated as soon as you finish that that might be a little bit uncomfortable when you're actually sitting in that but like you have to let your system chill out and i think that that's where at the end it all comes back to your movement, your sleep, and your nutrition, and realizing that so much of stress management comes from that. If you could do those things, take care of those things, and choose and set your boundaries around the foods that come into your body and types of movement you have and the rest you have, then I think that's going to be the biggest thing for helping you manage your stress. It's funny. I feel like the word stress, like whenever people hear that, they think it's a negative thing, but that's not always the case. You're probably in this type of job because you want to help people, like Marissa said. And you probably really enjoy it. And even if you feel good about it and you enjoy it, it's still stressful on your body. You're, you're still getting these huge cortisol spikes. You're still lacking 
really healthy um, rhythms of sleep, you're you're still probably yeah you're you're choosing a life that I wouldn't say is the most healthy, but that's not to say that it's not worth it. And just because. We're, we're talking about stress doesn't mean that it has to be this negative thing like you can also feel really good about it and so if you're if you're one of those people that are sitting there being like yeah you know what like I I feel pretty good I feel excited about the work that I do I don't feel very, very stressed about it you're still experiencing stress so you still need to make sure that you are keeping all the things we talked about at the forefront of your mind because if you don't take care of yourself then you're going to have to confront that at some point. Like Marissa said, you're like, you want to stay healthy so that you can continue to help people and so that you can continue to be your best self because you're worth that as well. Mm, I like it. But yeah, that's, that's really, and at the end of the day, I don't have experience being a first responder. So some of this, if you're listening to this and you're like, Marissa, that's not how this is. This doesn't, none of this works for me. Perfect. You know yourself better, but it's just, I'm just going to challenge you and say, if something's working, it has to work two ways. It has to actually be something you're able and capable of doing and it also has to be something which actually gets you the results you want so if you're either not getting the results you want or if you're trying really hard and it's not working then it's not working so figure out say like all right like what will work for you and you can try some of these things if they work great if they don't that's okay right and even kathleen she's just getting into this now so she's just adjusting she's just starting to get into this whole new system and cycle but we also, like I said, we don't really know what it's like. We can talk about things theoretically. Same thing as we can talk about being a parent and how it is to take care of your kids and still work out. But we don't know. So if it's helpful for you, perfect. Use it. If not, and if you've got other tips, let us know and find what works for you. And my last parting words on that, just like Marissa said, we are not you. But I will say that if you're in a specific job, you can probably think of someone who you work with or that you've seen that's doing it really well. And so reach out and talk to them and ask them, oh my goodness, you, you are a police officer and you're working shift work and, and you're also able to stay really lean and stay energized and be a good parent and a good husband or wife and like, how are you doing it? I guarantee you, if you ask them that, they will sit down with you and explain to you how they're doing it. And then you can just copy them. That's it. So thank you guys, everyone who's out there who is a first responder and who's sacrificing, making your life harder so that way you can go through this and so you can help take care of us. I really appreciate that. And please make sure you take care of you because, yeah, we need you to stick around. Keep living life, guys. And thank you so much for everything you do. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you got tons of value from this episode. If you did, we would love it if you tagged us on Instagram with your biggest takeaway so we can celebrate this journey with you. Our handles are at marissa.hammond and at kathleen.holt underscore. We totally get that it's not always easy, so please know that we're so proud of all the work you're doing and how you're choosing to show up for yourself. If you'd like to dive deeper, check out our websites listed below in the show notes for more free resources and tools. Until next time, keep living the life.